The Eagles fall to 5-1 at the hands of the New York Jets with a 20-14 loss on Sunday. Koi Kim Shalier for Philly Sports Talk along with Kate Gargano. How are you doing today, Kate? Good. How are you? Well, you know, uh, this was a terrible loss. I'm trying to stay a little positive with it, but we have a lot to discuss, a lot of bad things to discuss, very few positives. But uh, I'll start with this. It's the first time in history the New York Jets had defeated the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, we led 14-3 to at the half, and we're shut out in the second half. Yeah, that, I mean, the fact that the DeAndre Swift touchdown, which came halfway through the second quarter, was the final touchdown of the Eagles' day was just very unfortunate and very uncharacteristic. Yeah, I we'll, we'll get into the run game later as that was another thing on its own. But, you know, I understand that the Jets have an elite defense, but this is flat out just can't happen. It is not the end of the world. You know, this could be a very a, a good character building moment for the team. And, you know, the undefeated pressure is gone just like it was last year. But this is this is a really bad loss. You know, I'm not this isn't taken away how I believe this team is Super Bowl contenders. You know, everybody lose. we saw the 49ers lose to a backup quarterback, too. So I, I don't know. But what, what were your initial thoughts on this game? Well, I think the Eagles throughout the first half, I genuinely thought they looked good offensively and defensively. I mean, the Jets didn't have a single offensive touchdown. So their defense played pretty well. I mean, I know it's Zach Wilson, not Aaron Rodgers, but granted they played well. But then the second half hit, and it just looked like, I don't know if the Jets defense made adjustments or if the Eagles just played just dumb football, but – it did not look good when they came out of the locker room. I think I think it was one of those games where they came in expecting to win, and we know every time that happens, especially in professional sports, it usually never turns out the way you want it to. Yeah, you just get those weird vibes sometimes. Those are the kind of vibes I got this one. I got the same vibes last night before the uh, the Bills and Jet or Giants game. We saw that one almost, almost turned out. But here's my question before you get into play calling. Was this a worse loss than the 49ers lost yesterday to the Browns? I personally, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty damn equal. I think our loss is a little bit worse. And if we played at one o'clock and the 49ers played at four o'clock, I think it would may make ours a little bit better. But uh, what do you think? Whose loss was worse? Well, I think our loss was worse. I mean, we did lose Lane Johnson. We didn't have Jalen Carter or Darius Slay, but the 49ers lost two of their best offensive players and Trent Williams for the game. That would be like if we lost A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and then lost to the Jets. I mean, everybody – if that were to happen, everybody would have been like, ah, oh, well, they weren't playing, so who cares? I mean, the 49ers gave themselves a chance to win. Then Mark Brock Purdy marched right down the field with a minute and 30 left and put on their field goal range. The rookie kicker just missed. So I think we – I feel like we just played worse than the 49ers did considering yeah, they didn't I- have their two best players. I agree with you. I think our loss is slightly worse. I do think it's kind of getting blown out of proportion a little bit. I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles should have won this game too, even with those injuries. You know, I mean, we were down one of the best interior you know, linemen in the game and Jalen Carter, one of the best corners in the game, the best offensive tackle in the game. I understand they were down their two best skill players, but they were already struggling with the Browns at that point. And obviously they missed the field goal to win it. I mean, we, we missed the field goal. We should have, and uh, on that last drive, we'll, we'll get into that right now. So, Let's start with the, one of the more controversial aspects of the game, which is the offensive play calling. I, I thought it was starting to get better every week. This week definitely took a step back, in my opinion. And, you know, we decided to throw on third down late. We throw an interception. I understand if we convert there, we can run the clock out. But it was a third and long. I personally believe we should have ran it. 
Yeah, I, I feel like they try. I feel like they never even tried to establish the run, which was weird. I mean, I know the Jets' defense is good, and maybe it, it was tough to run against them, but they never even tried to just open the pass game up by working off of the run. I would like to see them try at least. I mean, I know Lane Johnson was out, so it was tough from that point to try to run the ball, but at least some bootlegs or get Hurts moving out of the pocket. I feel like the Jets' defense is too good to have him try to put the ball perfectly where it needs to go. But there was a lot of drops as well. I think the, the entire team just did not play up to the expectations that they needed to. Yeah, Devontae Smith, he had a big drop, a couple other plays here and there. Now, I was going to talk about the run game this early, but, I mean, I thought we should mention at this point, you know, we, we just never really established it, which is rare to say about the Eagles. DeAndre Swift, just 18 yards and 10 carries, and, you know, Jalen Hurts was a leading rusher of 47 yards and 8 carries. But, you know, Swift also had a big fumble, too, in this game. But I just, you know, 10 carries, just, I get it was only 18 yards. Later in the game, I think we should have tried to run the ball more. I don't know. I, I don't know. And the final play call, too, this is the other controversial call. I mean, despite all the small ones that are sprinkled in here and there, the fourth down, that whole entire last drive is we were already down by six points. We decided to go deep into triple coverage. Um, I just I don't know. And the three plays before that were brutal, too. I understand he had to take a shot. This I just didn't like. And you were someone that was kind of a little more worried about the play calling than I was. And now I'm kind of I'm, I'm right there with you at this point, I'd say. Yeah, I just it feels weird watching them play. I feel like, and I said a couple of weeks ago during that Vikings game, they're trying to go downfield way too much with their receivers. Like our bread and butter last year was AJ Brown right through the middle, Dallas Goddard right over the middle, and then you had uh, Smith go deep. Now it's like minimum Brown and Smith are going 15 yards downfield, and that's why like Hurts either can't find an open man or has to dump off to either Swift or Goddard going short. And I feel like they're not stretching the field with Goddard as much as they should either, but that's a topic for another time. But I just think they look like they don't look great offensively, not nearly as good as they did last year. And there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I think primarily it is the play calling. Yeah, no, completely agree. And I, I thought we were taking steps in the right direction again last week, you know, with the Rams, you know, we, we put up some good points. There were some positives there. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping we'll get back to it. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts right now for a second. So overall, Jalen Hurts, he played bad in this game. His couple interceptions were kind of unlucky, but he had some bad reads too. He he now has seven INTs on the year, which is one more than he had all of last season. Three of those were in this game. His final stat line in this game, 28 of 45 completions for 280 yards, two total touchdowns, three interceptions. And just for uh, you listeners who are unsure of how his interceptions went down, the first one should have been hauled in by Goddard. He got hit, tip drill to, uh, I believe it was Quentin Williams who got his first career INT. The second one, he was hit while throwing, so it got deflected. And the third one was just the disastrous one where we were up, and it was, a, I believe, it was a miscommunication. I really don't believe Hertz is to blame. Again, I just think it goes back to play calling. What, what do you think of these three interceptions? I think the first interception to Goddard, I think that that could have gone either way with a fumble or pick. I think that was definitely on Goddard. It should, that was more of a fumble than anything. And just unlucky. Too. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know. it was a perfect throw and he turned with the ball and it just got popped. That was a great play. The um, second interception eh, think It happens, but the third pick was just brutal. Like, yeah. That was, he had nobody open and he was staring right at two jets. I just didn't understand the decision to throw that ball. But again, it's like, 
they didn't try to incorporate Brown the last like two drives. It felt like like the where they needed to get first downs. Like Smith and Goddard were the two primary targets, and usually they're very dependable. But I feel like you have to give the ball to AJ Brown when you need to make a play. A lot of teams do it. With obviously we see Je- Jefferson and Jamar Chase and all these guys, Diggs. Like you got to give your ball to your best playmaker when it matters most, and they just couldn't do it. Yeah, and that's that's funny thing that you mentioned Jamar Chase too. I, you know, watching the Bengals offense, it's kind of been similar with the Eagles offense this year. It, it just it looks like guys are in the wrong places, and it's just leading to a lot of a lot of miscommunications and stuff like that. And you know, the Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown connection it was still lethal in this game, just not when it needed to be. He had. 131 yards on seven receptions. I mean, that was really all we had going in the past game for us. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. But uh, it, we lost, and Robert Sala, he came out after the game and said the Jets defense has embarrassed every quarterback they played so far. Obviously, that is including Jalen Hurts. And, you know, he has a right to say that. They, they won this game because of that. But, you know, that's all he can talk about because they're just not good enough to make a deep run. What did you think of uh, Sala's comments after the game? I, it, uh, I don't know. He has he has the right to say it, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a salty Eagles fan, like, oh, look, this guy. But I do think you have to conduct yourself with a little bit more respect as a head coach. Like, if um, one, like let's say if Sauce Gardner, even though he didn't play, let's say he came out and said that, every, like, he's the one, I mean, he's making the plays. So it's like, okay, you're a player. But as a head coach, I feel like you just maybe don't say that to the, the media. I think if he wants to tell his guys that, I mean, it is the truth. They really have made quarterbacks look silly. But I just feel like the comments weren't necessary. But I feel like he's either trying to just make a buzz for his team because you're right. He he knows they don't stand a chance unless Rodgers miraculously comes back, which I don't think is going to happen. But I just think he yeah. should conduct himself better. Yeah, yeah. So that's eh, kind of the same stuff I thought about, whatever. But uh, you know, th- there are just some major problems here in this game. You know, already Lane Johnson, he goes down. He was hurt. Never returned. It is believed the injury is not too serious, though, which is good to see. The uh, Eagles were already missing Darius Slice, Sidney Brown, and Jalen Carter. Um, they should all be back next game. Nothing serious. And, again, this is just – it's a really annoying loss because we still should have won the game even with all this this bull crap that is going on. But it is uh, – this might be one of those good losses to the team to see if, if – you know, how he bounce back from it. And that's why I'm not too angered on this podcast – uh, by this loss, I don't know, but uh, everything was off. Even Jake Elliott, he missed the crucial field goal in this game, which is something we do not see very often. Uh, but let's talk about a few of the bright sides before you know we start to wrap this up. And the de- the defense was the bright side. You know, Hassan Reddick, he's still ramping up two and a half sacks in this game. Milt Williams, Jordan Davis, and Brandon Graham all had a half sack, and Josh Sweat had one two to total five sacks, ten QB hits as uh, ten total QB hits. And again, this is without Jalen Carter. This defense is elite. I mean, obviously it's Zach Wilson, but uh, the offense has to get going. This defense will take care of the rest. Yeah, I mean, Jets have great playmakers. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and Zach Wilson has been playing okay. He's not playing. He's a game right. manager right now. Yeah, yeah. And But the Eagles limited Brees Hall to only 40 yards, and to do that to a running back of that caliber, it's impressive. Garrett Wilson didn't make major impacts when it mattered most, and I feel like the, the secondary looked much better, but again, Zach Wilson was throwing the ball, but he's been okay. So I think the defense definitely, like they didn't have a single offensive touchdown. It was the pick six and then a bunch of field goals. So I think the defense was definitely a bright spot. It's just, they, they I feel like they haven't clicked on both sides in one game. I feel like either the offense is really good and yes. the defense is bad, or the defense is really good and the offense is stalling. 
Yeah, and you know that's it's funny you say it because the defense has only been bad or not that good for only like two games or so. It's just there's a couple of games where the Eagles' offense has been pretty good. So I'm still I'm still waiting to see it. I still believe you know, and this is the funny thing too because I think there are a lot of delusional fans out there, uh, you know, saying that the Eagles aren't cut out for it this year. Because uh, I, I still believe, and it's not just me, the odds to win the NFC for the Eagles actually went up after this week, which is something I was kind of surprised to see from Vegas. You know, obviously you missed a chance to gain ground on the 49ers. They lost to the Browns. But, I mean, anything that proves that they're just as beatable, I, I'm kind of getting tired of all the the stuff surrounding the Niners and Brock Purdy. You know, Brock inside zone Purdy, I just I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, I do. I do think the Eagles definitely don't look as good as they did last year. But that that'll come. I mean, they just made the Super Bowl. They every, most teams naturally regress after that for the the following season. There's more film on stuff they want to do, new coordinators. But um, yeah, I guess we just have to hope the Cowboys lose so we can maintain the division lead. Would they would tie it right if they won tonight? No, they they'll be we have we're up to, we're up one and a half right now. They get inside of one game. Okay, so yeah, it, it's important. Like. It's nice to get the one seed in the NFC, but you have to win your division. That's that's the most important part. So, yeah, a two game lead here after tonight, going into uh, week six would be great, but we'll we'll see. Um, or week seven. So that yeah, defensively again, the secondary they saw some things clean up. I know we were without Darius Slay, but every now and then we would allow a big play that really should not happen. You know, Garrett Wilson, he was behind a lot of those plays as he had eight receptions for ninety yards. But uh, I, other than that, the defense is great. You know. Uh, last couple things, shout-out to Jason Kelsey for making his 145th straight start as he sets the franchise record for most consecutive starts. Cade, that's impressive. Yeah, I, I did the the math. I mean, it could be a little off, but 145 divided by, like, the average 16, 17 games is, like, nine years he hasn't missed a start, which is unbelievable yeah. for his position. 100%. I don't have my calculator up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you on that one. So, um Overall, I, I still love the character this team has shown even after the loss. But, but now it's just a matter of bouncing back. That's what is ultimately the most important thing. And the Eagles are going to have to do that. They play the the offensively-minded Dolphins next week at home. Sunday night prime time. Prime time. So that's, that should be a classic. Yeah, let's hope the Kelly Green service well this week. Let's, let's start those off on a high note. I, I am ecstatic for this game. This should be a great one to watch. So. But that is all we're going to have for this one. Keep your eyes out for a preview podcast later in the week. NBA podcasts are officially on the way, including the disastrous that is, or the disaster that is the 76ers <laughs> and potentially a Phillies podcast soon too. Who knows? But That's all I got, Kane. Any last thoughts on this game for you? Nope. Thanks for having me, Corey. As always, everybody go tune in to Philly Sports Talk Instagram page. That is philly.sports.talk underscore. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, go birds, I guess, after this terrible loss. Peace.